Welcome to Flightbringers, a Legion of Everflight and Chimera focused podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Nate, and I'm joined once again by Ryan. How you doing, Ryan? Snarky as ever. What is up with you? <laughs> uh, glad glad to be back in the saddle with you, bud. It's been too long. I've got a saddle for you, big boy. Cool. <laughs> Gonna make it weird right off the go. Let's get going. Yep. It's yep. been a minute. <laughs> All right. Uh, so we wanted to get back in touch with everybody uh, and assure you that we are still, in fact, recording episodes. Um, I've just had a bunch of life stuff going on lately and haven't been able to make time. Uh, and now I have made time and glad to be back. So today I think we wanted to touch on the recent release of Colossals and Gargantuans, talk a little bit about Invictus, and Magnus, uh, and then Ryan, I know you've been playing Dusk for a while, and we wanted to do a little bit more of a like in-depth breakdown on Dusk, on sort of what some of the, the things you've noticed about the faction, and stuff that I've seen from, from playing against it. Uh, and then a quick chat about Brine Bloods and the Chimera models from Gen Con, which look awesome. Oh yeah, those got shown today. Uh, somebody in the Chimera yeah. Discord like, got uh, uh, like real up-close, like uh, what the hell is it called? Uh, like multi-angle shots at them, and oh boy, do they look nice. Yes. They look, yeah, they look so cool. I, I can't wait. Same. October can't get here fast enough. For multiple reasons. Yes, yes, indeed. Um, so let's kick it off. Uh, Ryan, do you want to take us through Colossals and Gargantuans? Do you want to talk about our good old duo the archangel and the Blade i suppose i probably can uh so they recently released the uh colossal and gargantuan rules everybody got i think both of them like i don't think anybody was left out uh except maybe the seeking i think the seeking got left out but like that's what you get for having three colossals no one feels bad for you trolls anyway uh a bunch of them got uh points reductions uh we were kind of hoping that uh, they would get a rule or some kind of a rule that said, hey, if you take one of these, it counts as, like, two war beasts or war jacks for your uh, mandatory. Uh, it We did not get any rule like that, so a lot of these are going to be in the 27, 28 to 30 point range, and boy, is that an awful lot of your list now. Uh, there is definitely not really a good way to take that, I think, and plus two other warjacks or beasts and more. But, like, some factions could probably pull it off, I guess? I don't know. Uh, so, we'll start with the Archangel. I have about that. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, Archangel, still speed 7, still mat rat 6, uh, still an 11, 19, fury 4, threshold 9. None of that changed. Uh, 50 boxes, I think it was always 50? I know it was always on the small, like, smaller side for a gargantuan. Yeah, it was, it was 50 the last time I remember it. Yeah. Checking. Um, has unstoppable, uh, has, can trample, slam, headbutt, has flight, has eyeless sight, has dual attack, uh, noticeably does not have the thing that lets it shoot out of melee, and that is not a base rule on colossals anymore. So, you get to go in and make attacks on the things you're in melee with, uh, but you don't get to, like, charge in and be like, well, I'm just gonna casually shoot something else now. Uh, I do like that they gave it pistol, though. That's 
yeah, it that's cool. Um, still kept flying high, uh, lost deceptively mobile, which is sad. Uh, it makes sense, right? Because, like, it was kind of weird that two Colossals could be like, no, no, I actually have Repo 3, but nobody else could get it. So, like, I get it, but also I liked having it, and it's sad that it's not there anymore. Um, but flying, keeping flying high, still nice, means it's a little more protected. Not a ton, but something. Uh, the ranged attack went back to D3 plus one rate of fire. Why? Why did we do that? I hate it, and I don't understand it, but, like, fine. Uh, I mean, on, on average, you get as many shots as you used to, and then every once in a while you're happy, and every once in a while you're sad. Sure. So, I, no. I liked the consistency of knowing I always had three shots, and I don't... That that was a nice thing, but whatever it is, what it is, I guess. Uh, it's AOE two, which fine. Like it's not superb. You're not going to be blowing your way through entire units, but like it's fine. Uh, still fire type, still continuous fire, and then a fourteen seven. Uh, the bite dropped from POW twenty one to POW nineteen and kept consume. Uh, the claws are still POW seventeen claws. Uh, and the animus stayed the same. The um, needed to drop, let's be honest. It... I mean, yes, it definitely was pushing it. A, I think... You have it, a plus seven now, Ryan. Like, you can't... We had a plus... We had a plus seven before. You had a multiple. We did not have a readily available plus seven. Mm, how much would you like to bet... We had a plus five, I think, was the best you could get. You... You are very mistaken. I'm categorically not counting any mercenary models. Okay. You have plus... Well, I guess you could have gotten a plus seven with Carissa, but she was the only one. You also just had readily available plus sixes. Yeah, that's like, true. That, that was a thing. And then you throw in right. Hermit for eight. Well, regardless, I'm glad that it's back. I was gonna say, fuck, Beth 1 was uh, a plus 4 on her own? Yeah. Rocket Tag War Machine needed to go away, and I'm glad that it has. Which is fine. Uh, I guess I'm looking at it and saying, if this was acceptable back when you could really easily do a plus 6, uh, being able to do it harder now seems like it would have been fine to leave it alone, but I also understand why they dropped it. Because you really don't want this thing just going in and scrapping multiple heavies. So, like, again, I get it. I don't like it, but I get it. Um, it did drop down to 28 points, so I think it was 32 before, so that's a 4-point drop. Um, otherwise, it's fine. I don't hate it. I think it has a home with, like, Callus 2, Lilith 1, and Lilith 3. I can't imagine wanting it with anybody else, but, like, I'm sure people will try it with Krissa and Val and Thagrosh because that's just what people yeah. do, but, like... Why, why I, not Thagrosh I, I don't love it there. Um, like, I, I I think it's fine, but, like, it's it, do, it doesn't feel super exciting for me. I think I would rather have more dudes than one big dude with him. 
Sure. I mean, counterpoint, you can just take two Carnivians, and they're going to be arm 22 against shooting? So, like... Wait, Ryan, you can't take two Carnivians for 28 points. That's the thing. I mean, you get close. Yeah. That's, that's where I think the, the, uh, my argument for why I think the Colossus and Carnivians are all pretty good. Um, I think they are especially good in factions that have the premium as their kind of base heavies. Like, my argument for Legion is, right, like, we have the Nera, which is an amazing heavy for 10 points, but then most of the other, like, worker heavies we have are, like, 14 points plus, and the prospect of taking two of those or one Archangel for 28 points, right, is a, that's a big deal. Oh, for sure. I, I don't disagree with you. Uh, I just... I think most of the lists that I've been practicing and building for uh, WTC and just, like, for the sake of building stuff to be like, okay, how does this work? I have put it in a couple of them, and outside of, like, I think Lilith 1 it looks super interesting, and Lilith 3. Outside of that, I'm like, I could see an argument, but, like, it doesn't thrill me, so maybe I gotta test it a little bit more and see where I end up. Oh, that, it's super cool there. Yeah. That, that one I have tried once or twice already, and, like, it's not fantastic. Like, it's not like, oh, damn, this is breaking the game. But, like, boy, does it feel good to just have a giant idiot that you can be like, I'm throwing out two to three AoEs to trigger Overrun. Let's go, boys. done it with managed uh i did it with a blood seer in the list so like i literally covered an entire army it was fantastic yeah that's great oh loved that um and then our other boy is the blightbringer uh who is now uh 25 points uh 54 boxes he was always a little bit tankier i don't remember the exact number though um yeah that checks out um, all the same rules as everybody else. Uh, speed 5, Mat 6, Rat 5, Def 9, Arm 19, Fury 5 still, which is super nice. Uh, threshold 7, so don't leave Fury on him. Just, just don't. It's a terrible idea. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think he's awesome, though. I... Eh, I'm still up in the air with him. Um, so... Blighted Breath changed. Uh, it's at the beginning of your activation. Choose one of the following effects. While within six of him, models are affected by the chosen effect, which I think was always the case. Uh, Blighted Breath effects last for one round. If the model frenzies, it must choose Withering Ash. Which, sure, fine. Uh, that was the way it was before, too. It was, except it also affected the gun. Now it does not. Which is super sad. Well, check the gun. Uh, it, it has, that, that, we'll get there. It has a neat thing. Uh, but, uh, you still have Dragon's Breath, so friendly faction warrior models get plus two arm, uh, and plus two to their melee attack damage rolls. Uh, spiritual corruption, affected enemy models cannot cast or channel spells. And withering ash, uh, affected models gain concealment. Uh, it also picked up bulldoze, which 
it didn't have before and is kind of a cool thing. Uh, I think this is yeah. the first time Legion has access to Bulldoze. Admittedly, it's on up speed 5 Garg, so, like, you can't do, like, some of the shenanigans that, like, dwarves can, but it's a neat thing to have, and I'm sure it'll come up at some point of just being like, oh, you ran a thing to, like, contest my zone, and I'm going to move the Blightbringer here, and you no longer contest my zone. Like, I don't need to waste my entire gargantuan activation to, like, murder this little idiot that's in my way. Um, gun is still rat 5, range 14, rate of fire 1, AoE 4, which is actually super nice. Um, there's not too many of them that I've run into, and that is just chef's kiss. Uh, and then it picked up Blight Ash, which is enemy models hit by this attack cannot channel spells for one round. Additionally, enemy models without resistance fire hit by this attack suffer minus two defense and lose tough. So the gun picked up Old Withering Ash with a splash of Spiritual Corruption uh, and shutting down channeling, which is super good on an AoE 4, because boy, yeah. can you just like shoot next to a series... Uh, 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 little idiot arc node and make it so that it can't blinding light you, which is awesome. But, like, it's still... It, it hurts not being able to spread the auras around as much. And again, I get why it had to happen. I get why they did it. But, like, it is... It makes a brick list into more of a brick and doesn't give it the tools to spread out, which I'm super don't love as much I, I liked when you could run like a mark 3 thagrash 1 or animag brick and you could actually spread a couple things out and still be relatively protected uh that kind of went away in the term of no no if you're going to brick you're going to brick harder but you get this cool thing to go with it um i love the gun i'm like absolutely enamored with it um, it, it is dope as fuck the reason, yeah, the reason being before when you had the ability, it was just affecting models that were currently in the ring, mm -hmm. and now you just hit them, and they have that, and it's that for a round. Yep. It's awesome. Yeah, there, there's, it play, the gun is going to play a little differently than it did before. Yeah. So, like, definitely not a bad thing, uh, but not what it was, which, yeah. maybe that was the point. Maybe that was the intention. Uh, also, boiling <laughs> blood is, uh, uh, yeah, it got that, that 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 got so much better. Uh so yes. the the tail kept crit poison, uh still range two pow eighteen, two little not even crab claws, like spiky claws are still range two pow seventeen, so like the thing could put out a good amount of melee damage if it gets there. Uh and then boiling blood got an upgrade in that it is now just cost two, and the spellcaster gains resistance fire, and when the spellcaster suffers a damage as a result of an enemy melee attack, after the attack is resolved, the attacking model self is an unboostable POW 14 fire damage roll and fire continuous. That's it. So you come up and you hit a Blightbringer and you just take a POW 14 now. That is so much better than the shenanigans it was previously when it had to change like three times. Like it, th this operates the same thing as like the Storm Raptors electrical field. Like if you hit me, you're going to take damage and that's it. Yeah, it's so much better now. Oh, for sure. Uh, yeah, and I, the resistance fire for the warlock is like a big deal as well. Yeah, I, I really like that in the mirror now, uh, like a dragon's host versus ravens of war mirror. Suddenly you're like, oh, Nerefs could go and kill this. Hmm. 
how many POW 14s do I take before I just lose yeah. an aspect that I can't afford yeah. to lose? I was just gonna say, yeah, your Nareth comes in and hits with, like, its two initials, and then you're like, and my mind's gone. And yep. my spirit's gone. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah, I think 10 damage on the, on the pop back. I, I, I think I did the math, and the average damage for... It, it, like, a Nareth swinging all of its attacks onto a Blightbringer will do as much damage as the Nerf is doing to the Blightbringer. Which yeah. is just kind of hilarious. If you want to be a silly person and run the kaiju list, too, you could uh, just park your Archangel. <laughs> Throw the Archangel in there and just make it POW 16s. Then, yeah, cast the Animist. <laughs> <laughs> Blightbringer just sits in the middle of the table and says, oh, Do it, I dare you. Do it, yes. <laughs> Palpatine.gif. Oh, God. <laughs> um, the one thing I was a little bummed out about, and, and I will just raise this as a slight, like, hmm, uh, not, not my favorite thing, but Nova Blightbringer in Ravens of War, which makes me big sad. Yeah. But I also understand why. I see. I don't. I I think it would have been fine. That that's one of those like. It would have made Carissa better, and arguably. Maybe Lilith. Maybe I don't I know think, that she would want it, it but like. Yeah. Like it wouldn't. It doesn't seem like it would have been crazy. So like, I think you could have done it. But I get wanting to separate them and be like, no, no, one Colossal goes in both armies, one only goes in one. Like, if the Blightbringer is only going to be in one, I would rather see it with the Ogren, who definitely need the hit buff. Yeah. I think the other, uh, were there any others that, like, uh, stood out to you? Any other Colossals or Gargantuans? Oh, uh, what the hell was it? It was the, uh, oh, what the fuck is the name of the Crex one? Uh, uh, uh. Oh. I haven't seen one on the table in so long, I don't remember the- Sepulcher. That's the one. That's yeah. the guy. Like, that dude is... Mmm, boy. Uh, it's a- yep. It's a 1019, uh, with 58 boxes for 28 points, uh, with, uh, Arcing Fire, Range 13, AoE 3, 13-7, two Volume Fire, Range 12, POW 13s with Pistol, uh, two chain weapon open fist pound 19s with drag and then when it gets corpse tokens it just gets silly because yes. like bulldoze plus returning stuff is just oh yeah. the silly thing is uh it can get friendly corpse tokens yep because of the grave robber rule yeah uh -huh. so you're like your guns, you shoot a bunch of Bane Knights and Bane Warriors, and they die, and then it just takes them again. Yup. And, that, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I love the idea of, uh, what is it, Voidbringer, right? Yes. Yeah, on the Bane Warrior yep. standard. See. It's just like pop Voidbringer, and all of a sudden your bane unit just like grows even bigger. Uh huh. Yeah. What fun. Oh, 
it gets silly. And because when they come back, they only have to forfeit their normal move. Oh, it's a normal move and combat. Ah, damn. I thought it was only one or the other. Yeah. I was like, man, if you could just place them and they just be like, nope, I'm swinging, like, it gets even dumber. Yeah. Uh, so, I think the other... Oh, good. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. I was going to say, that that's the really stupid one. Uh, and the only other one that I was... I don't want to say annoyed. wasn't annoyed. Upset by something. I don't know. The friggin... Uh, I don't remember which one it's, it is. The Kator one that kept the 20-inch range gun. I don't remember if it's Conquest or the <laughs> uh, the other one, but like... I think it's Victor. Yeah, I, I, know, what, I know what you're like, talking about. <laughs> this idiot is just... He lost uh, uh, indirect fire or whatever it was, so he was Rat 1. Now he's just an actual heavy with Rat 4 and a 20-inch range gun that can, with artillerists, casually be like Rat 5 or 6. Like, why? Why does this need to be a thing? Like, yeah. this is actually semi-accurate now, and that's a problem. Nope. Oh. a caster in particular that I was like, pretty excited about seeing him with. Um, but now I can't remember who it was. Hmm. Anyway. Oh, no, it was, um, what's-his-face? The guy, Parkovich, who now has guided fire? Yep, he, sh spell? he sure yeah. He sure do. He sure does, yeah. Yeah, he, he's gonna be taking a victor and just being like, oh, hey, can you deal with this? And the answer a lot of the time is gonna be, uh, fuck, I don't know, probably not, but we'll try. Forget a victor, I feel like he's gonna be taking two. Oh, don't give people ideas. Yeah, es escort, guided fire. We're gonna turn Kador yeah. from like, and this is an okay match for me to, yeah, I would really rather not, and please don't do that. I need to yeah. be able to handle something. Well, besides Grimkin. The two that, uh, any, any more that caught your eye? Because there were two in particular that really caught my eye. Uh, th those, were, th those were the two that I was like, why are you a thing? Have you looked at the Guardians out of Infernals yet? Uh, I have. Cody is playing one right now, and... Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm excited to see it. It is. So with Omademos and Hollow Ward, and Hollow Ward and Unyielding, that bugger is just armor 23 against Warjacks. Yep. Like, no, like, and all he has to do is show up. That's yep. it. Yeah. Love that. He's just, why. He's, he's just happy to be here. really really awesome looking and for how few points it is um because i i think personally like a lot of the horrors are points costed in a way that isn't relevant because you summon them yeah but this guy, like 26 points for that colossal that thing's great for 26 points yep yeah um He's great to start the synergy chain with Omademos. He's hilarious if you end the synergy chain with him. Yeah, if you can just get uh, there, like, oh, he's gonna wreck something. Well, yeah, you have feet, and he, he's speed six. Yeah. Two-inch melee. Like, the bugger goes 13 inches. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, so that was one that stood out to me, and then looking at uh, Retribution as well, I think they've uh, they've always had, Red has always had amazing Colossals, and uh, it is no different, because 
one of the, the big issues with them, right, was always they have, uh, they used to have the shield system. Yep. And so with the shield system and their actual grids, they had something like close to 60 boxes. That sounds right. And they no longer have the shield system, so they gave a bunch of boxes in their grids, but they all have generators, mm -hmm. so they can spend focus to reduce damage, like yep. the power, like a warcaster. Which so is... Like, a Helios with three boxes or with three focus on it basically has 73 boxes. Oh yeah, you have and to crank damage. Point. Like what are what is this? Mark 4 it's baby. So good. Yeah, it's so good. And um what were we looking at? Like uh Byron with the Helios because you could take uh it you can have it has force barrier all the time. Can spend a focus point to give it distortion field, and then it's death 14 against guns, and on Thyron's feet turn, it is, what, a death 14 armor 19. Uh, it threatens, like, 12 inches, and if you attack it and hit it, it, like, punches you back at uh -huh. max 8 power 20 three? Yep. It's ridiculous. like ridiculous. So, uh, the key to that is to just never punch it. Just yes, don't bother. I think that is, that is in fact exactly the key. Yeah. Like, just, uh, just don't bother. It's not gonna end well. Move on with the rest yeah. of your turn. You'll be fine. So silly. Uh, oh no, sorry, not, uh, it doesn't have retaliatory strength as repost. So when you try to hit its death 14 and miss, you just get pooped in the mouth. Yeah. Yeah, it looks, it looks amazing. Get wrecked for trying, idiot. Yes. <laughs> yeah, the wreck, the wreck colossals look incredible. Um, and I think, I feel like that is, uh, I feel like that's good for me. Yeah, no, like, not notable mention out, yeah. uh, notable mention out to the Judicator. You went from being really scary and really good to uh -huh. just so mediocre, and it couldn't have happened to anybody else. Yes, and you deserved it single minute of it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I just remember when the, the Adjudicator got the, the CID bump and, uh -huh. like, that model and just being like, oh, so anything I put within like 15 inches of this Adjudicator is just dead. Like, yep. And there's nothing I can do about that. Uh -huh. The answer, literally, the only answer was play Callus 2. That was the only answer. Pretty much. Yep. Oh, man. So... Yeah, that that covers classes and gargantuans. I think I think we have a good one. I think the Blightbringer is really good. I think I think both of them are playable. Which honestly, yeah. I wasn't expecting much more than that. The, I was in love with the Blightbringer at thirty-two points, and it basically got better and also got cheaper. So I'm I'm into it. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's talk about our little friend Invictus. This guy, what a menace. <laughs> I just want to know where he keeps the flamethrower. Like, I'm assuming it has to be... that, too. <laughs> I, I'm assuming it has to be, like, flamethrower face. Like, that's it. That's gotta yes. be it. That's but, like... better be. Yeah. I, I don't know where like else... He looks at you, and his little, like, mouth plate lowers, and he's like... Yeah. Yeah. He's like an anime character. He's just breathing fire on everything. Mm-hmm. You know the flamethrower on that jack can't be crippled? Yep. Yeah, it's just in no location. I love it. 
Uh, fun fact, uh, it is very similar to the gun on any of the Dusk Heavies. You can never actually cripple it. Oh, cool. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so you want to go over Magnus and Invictus since I did the Colossals? Yeah, yes. Ta uh, ta so talk Magnus, about the boys. Magnus the Unstoppable and his boy Invictus. Uh, Magnus is a uh, solo. He's a journeyman warcaster. He has a limited battle group, so he literally can only take Invictus. Uh, he's speed 5, uh, arcane attack 6, mat 7, rat 6, he's a 14-17 with a 12-inch control area, and 5 focus. He has dual attack and tough, and is on a 30mm base, and boasts 10 boxes. He has an RPG, like straight-up RPG, uh, that is cumbersome. Fires uh, one shot at range 14, AoE 2, 14-8. Uh, he still has his trusty scatter gun. Uh, which is a spray 6 and pow 12. Uh, and then he still has uh, Faux Cleaver X, the coolest weapon name in the entire game. It's because it just has uh, an X in it. With, yeah, yeah, just because it has an X. That's uh, it. With, still has armor piercing and uh, a star attack, and then um, he still has his uh, little offhand punch with feedback. Both of those are pow 12. Um, and he has three spells. Uh, Convection, Energizer, and Hellrot, and Hellrot is really cool, and it's definitely going on in Vegas. I mean, it is literally, well, I guess he could put it on himself, can't he? Uh, Target yes, cohort he model, yeah. He could put it on himself, but yeah, I was going to say, it's literally either himself or Invictus, and Invictus is way better of a target there. Yeah. Um, and like, Energizer ain't no joke either. Energizer, yeah, I do like uh, that you can move the 80 mils like out of activation. Yep. That's, that opens up some really cool plays with Invictus, uh, which we should actually touch on real quick. Uh, Invictus is really cool. Uh, he is a companion to Magnus, so he's uh, like a uh, like a Wrong Eye and Snapjaw, Dahlia, Scarif, and uh, Brun and Lug, like those guys. If you kill the junior, the, the Jack disappears. Which is kind of funny, actually. Yeah. I'm waiting for the first time somebody accidentally, like, kills Magnus, and Invictus just yeah. goes away with him. Yes, this giant lumbering idiot just disappears off the battlefield for no reason. Um, yes. Uh, he is 80 mil base, uh, speed 5, max 7, rack 6, def 9, arm 20. He has an arc node and mm -hmm. 34 boxes, which I think is probably the worst thing about him. Yeah, I was gonna say, I, I expected him to be tankier, but like... Yeah, but I kind of understand why he can't be any better, uh, because... Let's talk about his weapons. So he has a bomb with Magnus, so he has retaliatory strike. Just cause. Yeah. Um, and then he has, you know, uh, his obliterator rocket, just like the Renegade, is that what it's called? I think so. so. fire, yeah, crit knockdown, uh, no longer a one-shot gun. So, range 12, rate of fire 1, AOE 3, AOE 8. Uh, and then he has aforementioned secret flamethrower, we don't know where it goes. Uh, it is uh, a spray 8 uh, with pistol, causing him to use fire, how 12. He has a scrap saw, which is like the scorner G-saw. It's, it's so weird. It's the scrap saw the mingler, or wait, no. No, the flail was the mangler. The flail was the mangler. The scrap saw was on the uh, renegade. That's what it was. But this one, there's just a 
rules interaction on here that like absolutely bothers me. Uh, so this thing has critical shred mm -hmm. and also sustained attack. Yep. So you either automatically hit yep. and therefore generate no additional attacks mm -hmm. or you roll for it and could possibly miss and maybe get additional attacks. That's the, Hey, I it's a trick. I, I like that. Understand. See, I, I genuinely actually like that because it's a choice you have to make of, okay, do I want to risk trying to go for the crit just to get into Like, if you're going into that uh, stupid ret colossal and you're like, I need every single attack, like, you're probably rolling for it and hoping to hit the shred. Yeah. I think that this will be, uh, if there's somewhere in Mercs where he can get, like, boosted attack rolls or something like that. Oh, there probably or, like, is. Type feet, maybe there's somewhere in there that he can do that. That's where I think he'd really shine with this, but otherwise, this pair of rules on that weapon just, like, doesn't make any sense. Doesn't um, Damiano give, uh, boosted attack rolls? I think that's his bond with Rosinante. Oh, okay. Or something like that. Um, and then on his right arm, he has the Battle Flail, uh, Rage 3, POW 18, Chain Weapon with Crit Knockdown, and Thresher, and oh man, uh, we had a situation. I played a, a test game against this model last night at the shop, and there was a situation where he got to Thresher, and it was, like, absurd. Like, his... Thresher was essentially what? It was like six inches plus eighty millimeter. Like it was almost an entire circular stone yep. by itself. Mm -hmm. It was ridiculous. And it's yeah. a three sixty Thresher now, so you don't like as long as your own stuff is far enough away, go ham. Yeah, like his Thresher has a nine, like a more than a nine inch radius. Oh, it's so nice. This is just nuts. Yeah. Um. And thanks to, yeah, so thanks to uh, some of Magnus's spells, I think this guy really, uh, really, like, has some cool playstyles. Um, I think you can have this be, like, a really solid late game. It feels like a little baby Colossal, almost, mm -hmm. like, kind of like, uh, like, thinking, right, where you have this really solid gun jack. It's uh, armor 22 with Hellrod. And uh, it just can, like, shoot you from 12 away and then energize your back. Same thing with Magnus, right? Magnus just bombs you from, you know, 14 inches away and then energizes back. So the pair of them have, like, really good guns that they can leverage all game long. And then when it's time to go in, uh, you know, Invictus with Energizer threatens 13. And so any caster that does anything to threat range like at all uh, or helps in any way yep. really turns this guy up um, Can... and thanks to Hellrod if this jack gets damaged at all it gets a 3 inch move so all of a sudden that 11 like turns into a 14 and that's like pretty scary territory um, I well... think the one thing that this model yeah so there's a few things that I think are really good about this pair. And the pair together cost 24. Um, I think you're going to get value out of them pretty much in any game. Like, their guns are so good, you're just going to get the shoot stuff for like two turns before you have to commit them. And at that point, I think you probably shoot another heavy to death, and then Invictus goes in and it's one to death. And then at that point, you've made 20 points back, so who cares? And 
I mean, game, like, even if Invicta dies, you still have Magnus, who is like no slouch in the right circumstances. Yeah, he'll put some work in. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. So I, I think there's a few places where this uh, this combination is obviously going to shine. Um, so Magnus himself. Uh, so looking at new stuff. Um, Storm Legion's like an obvious choice, right? Because Athena's feet mm-hmm. benefit Magnus and Invictus and also protect them. Yep. Um, additionally, um, I think Dusk offers some cool uh, interactions, namely it's Heleth's feet, right? Uh, I mean, Heleth's feet or... and uh, Tyrus's feet because yeah. uh, Ghostly and the plus or the two-inch move affects everything, so... Yep. Boy, does that give him threat range and to make sure he gets wherever he wants to go. Yeah. So, I think that's some, some potentially cool stuff. Um, Wintercore doesn't actually love this guy as much as I thought they would. Yeah, there's not um, a lot there for him. Yeah, I think your best possible uh, application, right, is um, Garnova, right? You can Gallows stuff forward to extend his threat range her feet protects everything there and then uh, she can also put Vanishing Ward on uh, Invictus to keep his armor from being dropped yep. which is pretty cool uh, otherwise I think the only other place where there's any kind of uh, synergy is uh, what's his face um, Samari yep. um, like the rock wall is pretty good yeah, you'll keep him alive instead of heavy and then uh, Kill Order, uh, Magnus himself will benefit from the Varn's Kill Order, which is really silly to me. So he just becomes like a Mat 9 Power 14 guy, or his rocket becomes Bucks. Um, um, other places, I mean, obviously, you plug this guy into any Mercenaries list, and he's going to be bananas because he'll be a friendly faction. Uh huh. So, like, yeah, places that immediately jumped out to me. Um, I think Osram, like having snipe, is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, Mad Hammer, like the uh, his feet, right? Uh, plus two rat, and then additional dies to blast is like really really good. The two models that have like stellar AOE guns. Um, I think Damiano is like a natural spot for him. Same yep. thing with McVeigh. Oh god! Ima- imagine the the city and the fucking Commodore cannon working together. Uh, oh, well, the scariest thing about this idiot in Italian Charter, I think, is putting him in with Shay because Godspeed mm. <laughs> like affects Ma- um, affects Magnus and Invictus. Does it? You can also oh. yes. Yeah, it's fr- uh, it's friendly faction, and so when he's in Shay's list, he's still a mercenary. So uh, he doesn't benefit from coup de main because he's not a privateer. But like, oh, yeah, gross. Um, yeah, you can put phantasm on him. You can put storm ranger on Magnus. Like, there's a ton of cool things to do. So, yeah, three inch advance with Shay. You're like three inch advance plus all the stuff we mentioned before. Like, super good. Um, Thexus, uh, Thexus, like, Thexus had a dream of a model to be in his list, and that model's name was Invictus, right? Does... 
Does Siphon want him? Uh, I don't think Siphon does, because Siphon's feet, I think, only affects Battle Group. Mm, okay. Um, but, you know, Gallows is, like, fun, right, with him, but I think of the, um, Dark, what is it, Dark Operations Caster, Texas like, Texas feats, turn, puts your opponent's army in a nice semi-circle, and then Victus just, like, charges in and pressures and kills everything, and has a great time doing it, right? Plus, Texas has, like, yeah, TK to extend the threat, D cell to protect, hex blast to get rid of upkeeps, and crit grasp for like extra. everything else. <laughs> yeah, everything else. Like he he's like anything you could ever want to do. Texas does it. So. So what you're saying yeah, is they're besties. Nah, they might be. Literally. I could like see it. Maybe there might be a secret compartment inside Invictus where like Texas like pops in. He's just hanging out there. Like a, yeah, he closes up like a gun dump around him. <laughs> So somebody who's good at modeling needs to do that now. Yeah. Um, I think other, yeah, other honorable mentions. Uh, I, I'm going to say it because he's just good with every model. Uh, would you believe that Kruger 2 is really good with this model? I'd believe it. Uh, I, believe it? I would believe that. I would believe that. Uh, so Kruger 2, right? TK, Gallows, Tactician, Windstorm, mm. like... Oh, and Kruger 2 might be the only list in the game that still has, like, TK and Hunter's Mark available on pack. So, Invictus, uh, two from Energizer, two from TK, two from Hunter's Mark. All of a sudden, that bugger's going 17. If you damaged him, make it 20 inches across the table, right? Kruger 2's always been able to do stuff like this. Um, yeah, that makes it okay. Because he's always been bullshit, yeah. so it's fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think that's, like, all the places that that I saw that looks, like, really, really cool. Um, do you have anything or any thoughts on Invictus or anything, like, you're considering with him? Uh, not particularly. Um, I might end up getting it just to paint it at some point, but, like... I can't think of a list right now where I'm like, yeah, yeah, this, this is here. Uh, weirdly, you know what, I say that, but weirdly I was looking at him with possibly, like, Lilith, uh, because boy does Parasite help that damage output, and does she yeah. really like having something that's not arm 16 to, like, hold down the late game? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. th there yeah, might be something there, I don't know if it's great, but, like... It doesn't seem like he plugs into Legion all that well. No. And into a lot of the other like legacy factions, I don't. There's like not a ton of places. Where yeah. Like I, I don't think oh, Legion uh, wants him. Trolls, I don't think really want him. Uh, Grimkin, I don't think really want him. Like. No. Uh, oh, and JK. Then... Uh, you know who does want him? Hmm. The Crucible Guard. Oh yeah. 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 Let's take a, a caster with TK and like four armor debuffs, please. Yeah. Yep. Like, that's pretty good. Put him with Silvestro, and also now he's got uh, Transmutation for some reason. Because, why not? Uh, their Silvestro doesn't have Transmutation anymore. Doesn't he? Huh. No, he has Ignite instead. They got rid of Transmutation. Gross. Which is a real big bummer, because that was like one of the coolest lines of play with him, I think. Well, this is what you get for sucking. Yeah. Sucks to suck, dog. Any reason. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
I think like I, the model looks amazing. The package seems really cool. And the only thing I will say is obviously um, future factions are also going to interface with this guy. So there are, as as we get more information and more models, like blind, blind bloods and like other factions, like we'll, we'll know more of what his potential is. Uh, but right now, I think he and Vexus are just going to be best friends. Yeah, I'm excited to see the mercs that come out uh, with the Hordes factions because like mm-hmm. uh, Orgoth and Dusk and Signar and Kador all got the four I think it's four four or five uh, Merc like solos uh, plus this now so I assume that new trolls and Chimera and whatever comes after will also probably get a couple so I'm excited to see what they do with the mercenaries there uh, if they start putting in a couple like gators or gator men or pigs or if it's all just going to be more uh, like dudes uh, what characters are going to bring back which ones are going to just be like nah they're dead it's fine I'd, I'd imagine we'd see like some of the old uh, classics right like uh, like obviously Eris made the jump she's like pretty classic I'd, I'd be surprised if we didn't get like an Alton Ashley, a Victor Pendrake, like one of those, uh, or Saxon, right? Like one of those, like very ubiquitous uh, minion models. Maybe. Uh, I mean, yeah. Th- think of some of the other ones, though. Uh, you know, you got Lenissa, you got uh, oh, like yeah, Lenissa. Yep. Rorsch and Brian. Any of like the juniors? What happens to them? Do they get to come over? And they are gonna bring. You know, did like Arcadius survive? And he's gonna become a junior, and he's just walking around with like a giant pig monstrosity. Like, yeah, pig, pig monstrosity and a cool like syringe that juices up your beast. Yeah, yeah, there's, so, there's something like that. Like, there's there's sure. cool things that could you know that could happen. So I'm looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. I think that that about wraps Invictus. Um, yep. And we wanted to talk a little bit. So Ryan, you've been playing Dust, and I guess tell me tell me about that. How's that experience been? So what do you think of the faction? Yeah. I I played. I'd have to bring up my, like, game counter. Uh, it was upwards of 50 games. I think it was closer to 80, but I would have to, like, go back and double-check the count. Uh, and I was super excited for them at first, right? Uh, partially because Catvillery. Who doesn't love that? It's, like, the best thing ever. Uh, and then partially uh, just on, like, aesthetics. And after playing so many games with them, I'm very... I'm very turned off by them. I'm very disappointed. Uh, so I don't want to spend a ton of time on this uh, because I could get into it and just rant forever. So going to try and not do that. Uh, but like, yeah. So do you want to maybe say like, what are three like so, things or like archetypes or issues that you had with the faction? Like things that. Yeah. So the, my, my major hang-ups were uh, the mat- the general mat and rat of everything, and the lack of any relevant hit buff. Uh, so both the heavy and the light are mat six. Uh, a bunch of the units, uh, especially the soulless, are base mat six, uh, and uh, the dreadguard archers are rat six. Even though the slayers are mat seven, and it's supposed to be like the same dudes, just one with a bow, one with a big ass axe. So I'm not really sure why that is. Uh, 
and that is hard to get anywhere with. Uh, your relevant hit buffs in faction are uh, Helleth Feet, which will drop it, it, everything within 12, minus 2 deaf and arm, which is fine. That's great. Denagra Feet remains good. Yep. News at 11. Yep. yep. Shocker. Uh, yep. You've got uh, a single 4-point solo that can throw out either a reroll on a jack, or it takes a unboosted rat 6 to shadowbind something. Thankfully, it's not a crit, but like you're still just shooting a rat six at something that you're trying to drop the defense of so your other mat and rat six things can go and hit it more accurately, which doesn't feel great. Uh, and then a single spell on the rack, I think. Is that Dysius that has the spell slave? Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Dysius is, is uh, arcane attack set. Yep. But you, that you're relying on, like, Black Talon's critting? Oh, critting. Oh, you're talking about the Void Shaper's gun. Yep. Yeah. Uh-huh. I see what you're saying. Um, okay. And the only other, like, relevant rat buff, or, like, uh, 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 hitting buff, is the Momentum Gun on the Eidolon, which, like, again, it's a single shot, rat six, admittedly this one you can boost to knock down a single target if it's a large base and slam it if it's not. So, like, there are some interesting lines of play there, but getting to hit something again to be like, oh, I'm going to knock this down so that something else can go and do work on it feels really bad, especially when that heavy is like minimally 13 points. Like the cheapest yeah. version you can build is 12, and then you have to pay a point for the momentum gun. So like, it's just, ah, oh, that's it. Mat 6 felt bad in Legion when we were sitting there going, hey, here's a bunch of stuff that has Ice Cage, and here's Veil, and Vet Leader with Insight, and Manifest Destiny, and, you know, Abby 2 having to kill something first to make things like a, a good mat. And none of that exists here. You are just hard-rolling sixes all day long, and hoping that you the dice don't fail you. Uh, yeah. That feels seems, really bad. It seems to me like Dusk was sort of templated, like their unit types were sort of built off of like this combination of Cricks and Retribution. Mm -hmm. Like, both being... And Cricks, like, Matt was always their, like, their weak point. Yep. Like, they just... every Everything was like Matt 6. You really had no way to improve it other than Denegraphy and Dark Guidance with Scarf, and, like, it turns out both of those things are great. Uh-huh. Um, and Retribution, same thing, right? Like, all the stuff in Retribution was, like, Mat 6, but, like, everywhere in Retribution, you had all these feats that give you, like, additional die, right? Well, like, the... either, like, boosted attack rolls or, like, boosted damage rolls. The other like, thing additional that... Additional die to hit and damage drop the lowest. Like, there's just... So there many, was a ton of ways to do it, yeah. Yeah, the, light, light hit, hit fixing in faction, and this seems like, like, what if we took those same units and then, like, took that support and just, like, didn't put it in? Well, I mean, there's that, but also, both of those factions had a bunch of ways to hit really, really hard that were independent of caster. Like, Crix yeah. had Dark Shroud everywhere, and, like, almost every caster had Parasite or Crippling Grasp or something to help you crack armor. Uh, 
And then Rhett had the solos that gave out, uh, the hell was it called? Uh, Empower? No, it wasn't Empower. It was Powerful something. I don't know. It was a thing that just gave everything plus two damage. Concentrate. Yeah, that's what it was. Um, They had them. They had, you know, the same feats that were like, oh, roll an additional die to hit and damage and drop the lowest. There was enough ways to be like, oh, my thing is naturally POW 18, POW 19. Uh, and I can pretty trivially get it to 21 to 23. So, like, even if you missed an attack, you were still swinging well above your weight class and able to put things into dirt. Uh, Dusk, as it stands, kind of can do that. Kind of. But, like, it's not nearly as widespread uh, across the faction. Uh, I say that, like, Hazaroth can give the battle group Dark Shroud. So, like, that's nice. Yep. Uh, And otherwise, your options for, like, making your jacks hit harder are Curse of Shadows and Hell of Feet. Mm -hmm. And boy, does Hazaroth and Hell of never want to cast Curse of Shadows because neither one of them has the focus for it. Yeah, that much is true. Like, that is just hard. Um, So the... Curse of Shadows... It's a three cost, and then you want to boost it if you want to get stuff done. So you have your jack, your, your caster that wants to run a big battle group of jack-heavy idiots while also having stay death in his back pocket uh, goes from, I'm going to upkeep escort to be at six, then spend four to cast the spell and go, I have two to stay alive slash maybe play some stay death, maybe. And that's all he does. Uh, and if you're doing that, you're not casting Shadowmancer, which is your other thing that would let you hit harder. So, like... Yeah. Ugh. Um, and because you can't spell slave upkeeps, like, Dices can't even help there. Uh, and then Heleth is only focus six. So, like... Oh, you have, you have kiss on Dices as well. You so do. There, there are ways it, to get damage s- out, but, like... Single target, like, and it's hard. Yeah, like, um, so that that's kind of the, the, the one for me. Uh, the other one that really bugs me, and I guess th- there's two things here, is uh, the jack costs bug the hell out of me. So, like, mm-hmm. the cheapest Eidolon you can make is 12 points, and you have to put a gun on him. And that would be fine, except so many of the options feel borderline useless that it's like... So, like, your head options for the heavy are Flight, which is two points and really, really good, uh, Force Barrier, which is two points and why would you ever take this, and Future Sight, which is three points and is situationally probably useful, but when there's a cheaper option that says ignore terrain and your own models, yeah. like, why it, not? yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's really difficult to want to take that and to be like, oh, well, I guess I have to have a Pathfinder out for my heavy now. Cool, this is fun. Which, like, you do have that same four-point solo that can give it a reroll, can also give it Pathfinder, or it can shoot its gun that it wants to shoot. Yeah, it has to choose one of the three. And it's like, ah, I don't, why? Um, and then you look at the weapons for it, and it's like, okay, it's got a POW-18 reach weapon that causes continuous fire. Basically, it just stole the Phoenix Sword. Uh, for six points, which is fine. That's perfectly reasonable in my mind. Uh, it's got a open fist that gives it a range eight POW 12 gun 
and a Crit Smite POW 15 in melee at 1 inch. Sure, I guess. Why Why are you ever taking the uh, for, for, for question. For, right? for, you're, yeah. you're not, because again, you're try you would take it for the crit effect if you had a way to make the crits work. You don't. You're taking it you're taking it you're taking the better weapon that costs one point less. Yep. And, and the other option yeah. is the null blade. Or the better weapon that costs one point more. Yeah. But you're never taking this. No, it's it but that's the thing. And this is one of the things that bothers me with the heavy, is you have to take a gun on it, right? You have to take its back weapon of either the momentum gun or the hellmouth gun, both of which are good, but there isn't an option to not take one, and there also isn't an option to make an actual like gun jack. Like you can't make uh, a great player here where it's both of its arms are just giant fuck off guns. You can't make the tyrant build of Belcher plus volume fire gun. You can't make the signar yeah. build of like here's my AP and AOE gun. Like. Yeah. You are making a melee heavy that also happens to have a gun, maybe two if you take a bad option on one arm, because its back gun is only range 10, and if you take the force fist, the additional hand cannon is only range 8. So like, why? Yeah. Um, the, the other arm weapons are all fine. Duskblade, I think, will come and be really useful once Horde's factions start showing up, because it's a focus on Fury Stealer. Uh, so that's super interesting. Um, the Force Shield is great. It's, a, you know, a shield with repel. Uh, it makes the 1219 heavies really hard to interact with meaningfully, unless you happen to have uh, IR on the rack, which both Orgoth, Dusk, and Signar do. Uh, Kador notably... Doesn't, don't they? I thought they did. Okay. So Orgoth and Dusk both yeah. do. Uh, Signar and Kator notably do not. So, like, they are going to have a hard time. Uh, a smart Orgoth player will just put IR on a tyrant and say, yeah, I'm going to eat your heavy now. And you're like, yeah, okay. Yeah, and that tyrant's going to have a flail that, like, ignores the shield. Yep. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So, like, the, the Eidolon options are... There's a couple fine ones, but you don't have an option to make an actual, like, gun-heavy. You don't have an option yeah. to make something that is, like, particularly fun and survivable and does interesting things. You have something that says, I'm gonna go punch relatively hard at a relative accuracy, and I hope that's okay. And that's what it does. And that's all it does. Uh, and then it you look... Like, uh, it feels like... It feels like also is, is the magic number for, like, a good warjack just 13 points? Like, is that the magic number? Because it feels like 13 or 12 is the magic number both in Signar and Dale. Yeah, the problem is that 13-point heavy here is gives you flight, a 1-inch melee, POW 17 with crit dispel, the shield, and then a hellmouth gun, which is, like, a fine build. Like, that's not a bad build for it by any stretch. I used that a lot. But, like, it's not exciting and you often yeah. come up short trying to kill other heavies, while also not really having enough attacks to go through units. So, like, it's kind of weird. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you... In Signar, if you can build a, like, melee beater heavy, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Right? And, like, th and that's the thing. Not if there was an option to take an Eidolon and just not take a gun on it, 
that 12 point build would now be nine points and that would be fantastic like that is a cheap melee beater that says you have to interact with me and it's going to be hard to do so because of the shield yeah like that would be great yeah orgoth you can build Uh huh. Um, but then you look at like the ghast, and it's the same deal. Where like, okay, Arknode had his two points, fine. Uh, the fleet had his three and gives it Pathfinder, and you can spend a focus to get a couple extra inches to move, fine. Uh, power field is three, and like it gives you power field. So like, if you happen to have focus on it, like it gets a little bit harder to kill. You can effectively give it an extra fifteen boxes, which isn't going to save it from, like, dedicated attacks, but, like, will do enough to discourage people from trying. Uh, and then it has stealth for some reason, which... I don't know why you would take that over the arc node that is the same point, but, like, sure, I guess? After that spends two focus everything right? Yeah. Why would you? Yeah. <laughs> um... Yeah. But like this, the the ghast has the same problem where all of its weapons I think are a point or two overcosted, and again there isn't a way to make either a cheap beater that is like relatively good at what it does, or an actual gunjack. Like you just you can give it a range ten pow twelve, one shot with beatback, which is fine. Uh, you can give it a uh, range eight pow twelve that pulls things towards it, as long as it's an equal or a smaller base. Yeah. Sure, I guess. Uh, or you have a four-point option for a range 8 POW-10 that will steal a single Focus or Fury. Yeah. Great. Like, <laughs> none, of, none of these are very good if you yeah, haven't caught on. Like... are like a pile of rules that are really cool but not consistently good they uh, they're not consistently good and they also don't really work together so like if you yeah. could take an arc node light and give it the beatback gun and shield i think that would be a decent arc node that's that's perfectly fine uh the problem is that build is nine points yeah so like which is twice what a decent arc node costs Right. Compare that to, like, the Orgoth Jackal, who is an arc node at five points. Best light in the game. And will hit just as hard, if not harder, while also being ridiculous to remove and contest and actually be able to put in reasonable melee damage. Like, it's stupid. Or you compare that to, like, a Corsair, and I think you can do something similar for seven points. Like... Yeah. You could have a seven point, um, you could do less than that actually. Yeah, it's seven point arc node on the Corsair. I just think the one that you build for six points that's like an AD, uh, has an amazing spray gun yep. at Rat 7, and then like it costs, I don't know, seven points. Mm -hmm. Like that seven point jack is just universally more useful because it's like got a cool gun and also two POW 12s. Yep. I'm like, yeah. you you can build uh, a seven-point arc node, but it's a seven-point arc node that's sitting on two melee weapons, both of which have powerful attack, and are, like, 
POW 14 and 11 on a light that doesn't really have a lot of damage upping options or map fixing options. So like, oh, I'll spend one to charge and then I will, I guess, powerful attack the the charge attack and then powerful attack the offhand and I've made two fully boosted attacks and I guess I'm done now. Like, yeah, there's all my focus. Yep. Why? Yeah. Would you would you say also it seems to me almost like the options on the warjacks are a little bit redundant with some of the abilities that the casters bring? Yep. It's just yeah. it's so hard to get value out of them. Uh, and then the other thing that has really kind of grinded my gears uh, with this entire faction is you are crutching so hard on the cavalry, the void engine, and the guardians to really do work. And, like, you, so, you crutch on the Void Engine because you don't have cheap solo options. Your cheapest solo is four points, and this is a way to get cheap solos to contest or score stuff. Uh, mm. as long I as... I didn't even notice that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you can use that to get whites, which are in-corp idiots to contest and control stuff. Great. Uh, they're, they're amazing. Oh, they're, they're fantastic. So long as people yeah. give them to you. And boy, can you go two or three turns without somebody ever giving you one so like man does your scenario plan get really weird when you're like yeah somebody will definitely give me one or two of these to contest that far zone and then they just yeah. don't and you're like oh your huh. guardians are just like running up the table like please kill me somebody well, well that's please. it so like you're taking <laughs> these five point sh- or six point shield guard units uh for six points for five shield guards great uh, they're yeah. decent units on their own, but, like, most yeah. of their job is to just walk forward and die. And that doesn't really feel all that great. Yeah. To spend points on stuff that's entire job is to die to give you better things. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, so you're crutching on those two. Uh, you've got battle lust on the rack, so, like, you can make those pow actually do work. And the Guardians do have two attacks each, so, like, they can make good use of it. Uh, they're still also base mat 6. For an extra 2 points, you can give them the UA to make them 7, as long as the UA's alive. And then, I, like, it also gives the unit stealth and potentially a 5-inch Grievous bubble, as long as they didn't have to charge. Which is... Yeah. kind of not great. And, uh, uh, it gives them, what, uh, spell ward as well? Uh, no, it gives him spell... Your... No, no, he has spell oh, ward. he has spell ward. The unit doesn't. Unit doesn't pick it up. Oh man, that's a bummer. So that's really hard. Uh, and then your yeah. only other like value unit is the Catbury, who like they're fantastic. No notes. Yeah. Like that, I love those guys. They're so cool looking. Yeah. But like, when you're crutching on two units out of six, like work units to try and do stuff. Boy, do your lists feel real redundant and real quick. Like, archers really should be rat 7 base. Like, I don't know why they're not when slayers are mat 7. Slayers are just abysmal. Like, they're speed 6, 13, 16 idiots with 5 boxes, and a crit decap on a POW 15. Like, hooray. They, they'll threat a grand total of 11 inches, 13 with Mirage, 15 on specifically Tyrus's feet turn, and that's it. 
and boy, would you rather when... be a wrist of us, Ryan? Or not uh, a wrist of us, a um, what the, the, the executioners or the yeah the, yeah yeah. The yeah yeah. Would you rather be an Elowir? They're warden they're so of... much better, like point yeah. for point. <laughs> And like, yeah, okay, you have vampiric. So like, if you kill a thing in melee, you get to heal D three. Awesome. You get one attack. It's so bad. Like, the they're just so abysmal. Like the blade masters. Like, would you would you like to pay one point for three additional boxes, set defense, girded, unyielding, and two extra armor? Yeah, because you know that is literally. The Yep. between the direct arts slickers and the they're a, uh, yeah they're yeah. they're honestly abysmal when you start looking at them yeah. uh and then you look at things like again like the blade masters like okay they're an ambushing ad unit great uh they're spell wards so you can never put battle lust on them or any of your other spells which is just sure i guess and then when it's destroyed by an enemy attack, enemy and upkeeps within five inches of it expire. Like, it seems like it really wants to be a cool disruption piece. But again, it, you'll never deliver it because it's a 12-13 single wound idiot that yeah. either ambushes on and then takes two turns to maybe get somewhere or tries to AD and you use the UA to give them stealth and somebody just snipes out the UA because... Oh, I can shoot an AoE at that guy in particular. It auto misses. He dies. Hey, look, the unit's there. Like, great, awesome, love this. Yeah. It's uh, just, yeah, it's. So, it is well, so. So sad. Like they they look cool, and I think there's some cool stuff there. Uh, the biggest problem, though, is because of how much you have to crutch on a couple models to really get work done, you don't have compelling, like, jack loadouts, where you can be like, oh, I'm gonna take, like, a shooty jack and a melee jack. It's like, no, they're, they're all just melee jacks that happen to have guns. And yeah. then all of your, like, unit options stay basically the same. And it's so. just not worth it like that's so hard to get value and from all of the games i played with them i found one thing to be consistently true with the entire faction and that was i never felt like i had a good matchup into anything i every single game felt like this is maybe a 50 50 and as long as dice don't absolutely screw me at an important moment i might be able to get there but the minute they do, and eventually they will, because that's how dice work. Yeah, and, you, you and don't... also you have no way to mitigate, right? Yeah, like, yeah, you don't. Yeah. And it's like, at some point, they're going to give out on you, and you just have to deal with it. And maybe you have enough to claw back, and maybe somebody gives you an opening later. But, like, you don't really have good assassination outs. You don't really have things that, like... Uh, like Sabareth, who can make things go real far, or, you know, enough where it's like, oh, I can take these two gun heavies and just dump shots into a caster to maybe get there. Like, yeah. y your options are, if somebody stayed out of a relatively short threat range, you're playing a scenario-slash-attrition game, and you're playing a long game, and the longer the game goes on, the more opportunities you have for dice to fail you. And when yeah. everything is Matt Rat 6 and you don't have good ways to mitigate it, dice are going to fail you, and hopefully it's just not as bad as it could be. Yeah. That has... So, 
Ugh. You're, um, you're, you're the man. PP calls you tomorrow. Yep. They're like, hey, Ryan, we hear you've been playing Dusk. Uh, three quick fixes. What do you do? Uh, very quick fixes. I think you increase the mat on the Eidolons to seven. Just across. The heavy should be a mat seven. Just fine. You want to leave the late alone? Leave the late alone. Uh, I think you have to drop the point cost on everything the ghast has by at least a point, probably two in some cases, if you're not going to change anything else with them. If you don't want to do anything else and you go, no, these are the options, we want to leave them as they are, they need to be cheaper to be worth taking. And I think you, a hard look needs to go into uh, the units, specifically the soulless, to make them actually function. Like, you need to do something with the Blade Masters to make them deliverable. You need to do something with the Hunters to make them actually worth taking. And you need to have a point for the Guardians beyond being fodder for whites. Would you, um... If they gave, like, Dysius, uh, or Dysus, the, the, uh, caster attachment, if they just gave Dysus, like, veteran leader warrior model, would that go a long way? Uh, I think if you had... Like veter or like an area of effect uh, force barrier, that would do a bunch. Um, oh, okay. Something yeah. like that. I think if you had reasonable ways to increase the damage on your melee units that weren't tied to your caster, like if the uh, 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 the seer had stir the blood as a battle plan, and you had to make the choice of either desperate pace or like stir the blood, like that oh, yeah. I think would be interesting. Yeah, that would be. Um, I think there's a bunch of things you could do like that that would make some of this stuff more compelling to take and actually, yeah. like, worth looking at. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I was super hype on Dusk, and I was planning on taking them to WTC, and I'm back on Legion because I just, I can't, I can't play that and be feel good about it, and that just sucks. Yeah, do you think it's, like, the, um, I just I'm always so curious about people's experiences when they switch factions, especially and like correct me if I'm wrong, you, you played Legion for a really long time, like pretty I, much exclusively. Yeah, I, I have played them exclusively. Uh getting used to focus was super weird. Yeah. I'm always curious about people's experiences there. Like, uh when I switched to Grimkin, like ten years of playing a faction where like everything is made of tissue paper and dies, and then like playing a faction where like your stuff lives like half the time when like other heavies get to your heavies and you're like oh he's alive he's alive yeah he's alive yeah like, not even he's alive it was like oh he's alive and still has like 15 or yeah. 16 boxes and most things functional yeah what and, uh, yeah um so I'm, I'm always curious about that experience so like you went from a, a faction that feels like you have uh like your tools are super specialized they're like really powerful if you apply them in the right way and it seems like you went to this faction where everything is sort of like very samey or unspecialized and so it gives you a lot of flexibility like everything is like decent at its job but doesn't really excel mm -hmm. yeah and do you do you miss that like specificity or like I have this Angelius and like this is the tool that I need for this job and I should it but I know how to use it right I'm looking at this army and saying like I have four things that could kind of do this job but none of them really do it well 
So it wasn't even that, oh, I have four things I could do this job and none of them do it well. It's I have four things I can do this job and I need two of them to go and do it together. Otherwise, it's not going to get done. Mm. Whereas like okay. with Legion, so like you look at an Angelius and you're like, okay, I need to clear a spot for like clear a lane and also do this thing. And with the Angelius, you had options of, like, oh, maybe he can go in and attack and make a bunch of overtakes and, like, clear that lane and get out of the way. Or, you know, maybe I go in and Animus and still put a little bit of damage in somewhere else. But, like, either way, you're getting the lane cleared that you need cleared to be able to get somewhere while also getting some work done. With Dusk, it feels very much like, I can clear this but it is going to take me actually killing the things in the way, and to do that, I am going to have to put several things together to make that happen. Like, there isn't options to, like, oh, I will just maybe move stuff, or I can, like, get my heavy in and, move, like, get attacks in and get movement in. It's like, no, no, this thing has to go in and kill it while also positioning to not block anything, and then this other thing will have to go in and finish it off while contesting or while getting to somewhere else like everything had to work in tandem except none of the tandems were ever very well defined or seemed to work well gotcha um so let's yeah let's move on from dusk i'm sorry that you had a, a less than stellar experience playing them and yeah. hopefully i mean you know there's always the possibility like other releases may happen. Yeah. Things uh, definitely could be adjusted, or like other things could come out and come into the meta, and Dusk might be really good. Yep, yeah. uh, there's always a possibility. Yeah. And then uh, if they update, and I think they said they were doing like yearly updates now, so maybe yeah. in January or February they look at some of this and they're like, oh, yeah, maybe we do need to make some small adjustments here, and like maybe it's worth looking at. But like for now, I think they're. They're going to be a painting project for the, the preview boxes that I have. And if they don't pan out, then, you know, maybe they end up at Boker as, like, a prize or something. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure they'll they'll find a loving hope. Oh, for um, sure. Yeah, I think we quickly wanted to touch on, on Brian Bloods. Uh, I know we saw some of the painted models from the Gen Con photos and things that were posted today. Mm -hmm. um, Super dope. Yeah, and Firequill made his way into the app a little while ago. I love this faction. They just, they're just so freaking cool. Like, I would the, never play uh, them, but like, I love the stuff you can do, and like the modular building of War Beasts versus War Jacks oh, feels yeah. so much better. Yeah, like it, uh, like the Deep Four Dire Troll just being like pick a head and the head gives you the animus or gives you like extra rat like mm -hmm. how cool is that and you just like start and have a mat seven rat seven war beast yeah uh, uh i really like that like the uh the reef troll too the light has a zero point option yeah. for a head like all of its head options are zero or one point and they all do vastly different things like that's dope yeah like more, would you like a point of rat a point of mat or shield guard yeah. Well, it's not even yeah. a point of mat or rat. It's a point of rat and swift hunter, or a point of mat and unyielding. Like, oh, that's you, right. I you get to tie yeah. it to what you want it to do, and like, that's amazing. Yeah, and this feels like like that uh, model as well. Like you're t you're paying 
I think you're taking this model and you're like, I'm going to take the boarding axe, I'm going to take the cutlass, and then like, I'm going to take whatever animus I want, which is going to be one of the three, right? Because yep. all of them are amazing. Like yep. Far Strike, Elusive, or Lightning Strike. Yep, Punch it's entirely what you want it to do. Yeah. But even and then, I'm gonna all take of... the maybe head, and I basically am going to have like a light that can sort of throw down in melee, you know? Like Mat 6, he'll have two, I don't know, like POW 13 and like a POW 12. Um, like he can sort of throw down in melee, and he costs six points, and he gets me the animus I want. And he, and he counts as one of my like mandatory war beasts that yep. need to take an army construction yeah so cool yeah and it, it's really like i was saying it's really neat to me all the heads are zero or one point all of the animi are one point and then you're re so you're really able to tailor what you want its job to be and make them vastly different from each other and what they can accomplish like through just those two options alone and then you get to go oh hey what what weapons do I want you to have? Oh, you know what? You're going to be my shield guard idiot with a shield and also uh, arcing fire POW 13 for some reason. Like, your job is to stand next to the caster, contribute occasionally, and just keep something stupid from happening. Like, that's perfectly valid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or do you want to build, like, a, a little guy who's, like, a little, you know, he's, like, a little pal, and he brawls. Yeah. Good. So you're like, I'll take the skipper head. I'll take the you know, lightning strike animus or whatever, and then, I don't know, I'll take, like, uh, a ship's wheel, because it's a little shield, mm -hmm. right? You get plus two from that, you get unyielding, and all of a sudden you have this, like, armor 20 light. Yeah, Matt. You take the, the cutlass to throw down, and well, you're like, okay, yeah, I it's... built this light, and it's eight points. Yeah. It's armor 20. Ma yeah. Matt like, 7 armor okay. 20, so, like, it gets to yeah. go in and be relatively good at what it's doing. Like, it doesn't hit all that hard, but, you know, you got... You've got rage, you've got other things to fix that, like... Yeah, you got, you got rage, you got fury strength, you got, well, fury strength is the warrior, but you got, you got things for that. Yeah, you, know. you, you can get there. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah, I just, they, they look, uh, I'm, Brian, I am tempted, like, if Chimera didn't look so cool, uh, I, I might get it on Brian's list, because they look really rad. I, I love the rules for all of the stuff. But when I, like, some of the models look super cool, and some of them I'm like, okay, you took the goof factor up to 11, and I'm not a big fan of the 11 goof factor. Like, it's <coughs> it's funny to see, but it would annoy me having to, like, play it and look at it. I'd be like, ugh, this is just, it's too goofy. I don't want this don't much want goof. Go. There's too much goof here. You don't want to run around slapping people with sharks. I mean, I, I do. people with sharks. <laughs> I just, I still, I love that the shark has consume. Like, I know, it's just so, so dumb. Much. Yeah, just like that little flare of flavor. Yeah, so, so cool. Um, and we haven't really seen a lot out of that faction, but they're the, um, like, the angles at which they're um, going to play, I think, are really cool. Like, Fire Quill looks really cool. Yeah, it does. Um, Black, yeah, Black Penny as a field marshal is, like, bonkers good. Yeah, go, um, go do work, boys. Yeah, especially when you can build, like, heavies that have really good six sprays for, I don't know, like, 14 points. Uh-huh. Right? Um, and then his, uh, his feet, like, really red. And his feet, I don't know if this is, uh, oh, no, I guess it's not. 
I thought his feet for a minute uh, was like a reference to a very silly film, but it's not. Um, but yeah, he's like he's a cool kid. He has like pushes like a war beast heavy shooting list, which is un like unthinkable in uh, trolls to me. Like you know, other than like the kind of tech pieces that exist in like Gunjerk too, right? Yep. Um, and then you have like Boom Boomhauer, who has like set defense and like a defense feat and rapid healing and like like just what a cool like what a cool way to like get into trolls, right? Like for sure, play defense defense trolls and gun trolls. Okay, that's all. That's sick. That's yeah, awesome. it's basically Madrak and Gunny. Except you have way more options. Yeah. And also... Uh, and the rack looks decent, too. Like, the, I think if you want to go the gun route, you can easily have, like, open fire, black spot, fortune. Like, you have good options for that. If you want to go the melee route, like, you have fury strength, you still have fortune, you got, you know, if you need defensive stuff, you got rough seas. You've got fortify. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you also just have perdition, which like, what? <laughs> yeah, Spe speedy melee trolls, great, awesome. What? Uh, perdition is a spell that needs to change. The end. I mean, thankfully you don't you don't have any arc node options here, so yet like, that is yet. one thing that I think does limit this faction and is a pretty smart design choice if you're going to put a spell like that into. Uh, yeah, I I think. It's definitely a good thing, but, like, there's still more to come out, so there might be arc nodes somewhere. Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah. And Chimera, uh, I know just seeing the models, um, did you have anything else you wanted to say about Brand Bloods? Uh, nope, that was, that was it. They just look cool. Yeah. Parts of yeah, them, anyway. They, they, yeah, they look really cool. Their rules look really rad. Um, and Chimera, uh, seeing the models today, I think just like cinched it for me. Like, yeah, same. I, I saw them and I was like, "All right, we're not we're not gonna buy the goofy pirate trolls. Like, we're gonna hold out for these." Like, uh, what was it? I saw somebody on on social media just was like, "I haven't been paying attention. Please tell me who like ninja person and their pet dragons are." Yep. <laughs> it's like, yep. Yeah, same same kind of vibes that originally got me into Legion was loving the ninja the ninja aesthetic of the elves. Like, and honestly, I know that we saw, uh, like, some very unofficial things about the models, courtesy of that Troublemaker Magnus, um, but I'm quite excited for them to pop into the app and to get a better idea of what the options are and what the, the kind of choices are, because the, the models look incredible, and if the rules are good and the models are good, like, I, you know, and I, I, can't be, uh, I can't be happier. The, the, the models are definitely good, so... And the models are definitely good, yeah. So, like I, I saw them and was just like, oh. And somebody posted, like, a, like I said earlier, kind of like a real close-in shot of like, oh, here's here's the Hydrax, and here's a 90-degree turn, and here's a 90-degree turn. Like, you got to see yeah. all of the angles, and it looked so good. The they're like the studio photos, right? Like the white background. And no, no, no. That. Like somebody got pictures of them at Gen Con. Oh, nice. Okay. I'll put it in the chat for you, and I will post these with... Was it Travis's shots in, uh, in general? Uh, maybe? Here, take a look. Yeah, I think I think it's Travis's shots. Yeah. 
that uh what, what's that guy the hi hydralisk hydrix uh and then oh, the hydrix yeah. and fightbacks yeah the hydrix looks sick the three-headed beast yeah way cool and i and i like the also the subtle um all three heads have like different like one of them looks like it spits fire one looks like it spits acid and the other one looks like it, it's real bitey so yep. i'm like ooh, like does that mean we get to customize like all three of them that's sick uh well i guess is the vipex from looking at it it will be like head arms and tail options uh i believe so that sounds right yeah that's what it looks like, which, yeah, super rad in that case as well. Oh, for sure. Um, and the the caster, yeah, just looks really cool. The pose is a little weird. Definitely looks like it should be standing on something. I mean, you can, um, fi that, you can fix that. Yeah, but that should be relatively simple to take care of, I think. Um, and the casters are definitely, like, draconic. There's kind of nothing, at least the one that we've seen, right? There's sort of nothing, like, really elven remaining. Them. Yeah, it's just kind of like, yeah. oh, here's a tail and like some yeah. very blighted bits uh, that are covered in some kind of armor, maybe fused with yeah. it. It's hard to say, but like. Yeah. Oh, I, and I like the little, uh, what are they, the daggers? Right? Yeah. Like a little wink, a little wink to Saren. And that pose too, because she used to have like the handout with three yep. daggers in it. Yeah. Uh, so normally I don't real... do like studio schemes but i was looking at these and i'm like you know what i actually really like the way that looks and this might be the first time i'm just like i'm gonna challenge myself by just doing the studio scheme they look um they're like definitely organic but they're i think like as close to looking like uh a mechanical thing as you can be yep. and still be organic they're like very insectoid but like the way that the armor plating or the chitin like pieces together that there's like little things that almost resemble rivets yep. like it it just looks like like definitely like they were created right mm -hmm. um yeah so i'm i'm just super pumped yeah, yeah I, I can't wait to get my hands on these uh hopefully maybe we'll get lucky and they'll have like a preview box at uh wtc and they'll bring it with and be like hey i heard you guys were talking about this here's one for each of you you're welcome oh man that would be amazing that would be amazing but i'm not i'm not expecting anything i, I i'm just throwing I'll it out there because uh, i know yeah. for a fact or well i don't know for a fact i suspect that uh pp is going to be sending people again uh at least i hope so so like wouldn't that oh, be cool the, the stuff? Yeah. if they like they <laughs> sent a staffer and were just like hey heard you guys were talking shit and also here you go <laughs> heard you were trashing dust yeah <laughs> like we feel bad so here's stuff that might make you happy like yes no i'm uh yeah i'd say uh any anything uh to wrap up ryan uh, play more games, win more prizes, don't do dumb shit? Yeah, uh, definitely play play more games. It's, uh, I just, like, going to the Siege Invitational and getting to play games was just bonkers and fun. It, it's the so. weird West out here. Uh, also, uh, congrats on winning the Siege Invitational. We're not going to talk about it oh, because, you. you know, you've talked about it enough with, you know, Emmanuel and super cool things that only you got to do, but, like... Whoa! 
excuse me, Mister. <laughs> I got invited on to Tried and True, and nobody called you, Nate. I mean, that's just because I'm prettier than you. Yeah, that's probably true. That that was literally the entire reason. Yeah, like like I told you before, I realized this is this was off air, but I did say off air, uh, Ryan. You were like an absolute delight on that uh, on that cast. I feel like that's probably annoyed. only like partially true. I don't know about absolute no, delight. I, I really, I enjoyed listening to it, and let me tell you, I was stuck in the Nashville airport at like three o'clock in the morning when I did. So let me tell you, it was. I was grateful that that cast was there. Yeah, otherwise you would have had to deal with Nashville, gross. Uh, yeah, it was. It was part of my uh, recent horrible travel experience, but oh well. We'll talk about we're, that next time. Month, yeah, we're a month past that, and you know, whatever. But all good. Uh, oh, so uh, until next time, yeah, get out there, play some games, uh, and be be good, be fun, be nice to each other, and uh, can't wait for Chimera. Be the slightly more mediocre version of yourself that you've always wanted to be. I believe in you. <laughs> <laughs>